pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings, hello. Welcome back to your, well, your Friendly Neighborhood Kinetic Belief Podcast, Manifesting Podcast, where you get to, all of us get to determine our reality. And if you don't know what to choose, choose the abundant life. We are, <laughs> Maggie and I are so glad to have all of you back with us today. Happy New Year, everybody. You're the reason that we're here this new year. If you would like to receive an occasional text message from me, us, just... And it's an occasional text message. The word kinetic is what you need to send. Type it. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, I got to get this continuous thought it. process going. Where do they send the, the word, word kinetic? The word kinetic to 844-844-0049. Okay. Canyon.com is the website. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon and make sure that you do subscribe to this podcast. Because it's, we're not very it's predictable. it's so good. And you'll know. And it's just so good. And it's, you don't want to miss it because of how good it is. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the Price is Right. <laughs> You're like, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Manifesting hour. You got a new car. Yes. And the <laughs> fact that you could get the new car, that's the only reason that we are here. Just for you guys. True. This is true. Hi, Miss Maggie. Hey, Stephen. Welcome back. I'm so excited. Are you having a good new year? We're here. We're back. Yes, yes, yes. Life is boring when we're not podcasting. Isn't it, though? What? You're like, I, I'm tired of being uh, being <laughs> unproductive. tired and bored. I feel un- unproductive. Well, we love everything we do in life. And I mean that. Everything. And when you love everything you do, when you stop doing it. It's you, irritating. It's irritating. <laughs> I was irritated. New Year's resolutions. Do you have any of them? <laughs> Ooh. Did you make any? I don't, I, you know, it kind of came and went with me. I don't think I really thought well, about it. Well, you know, I have to say it's, it's the, the concept of thinking that I'm going to be this, you know, transformed person at midnight is a little off-putting. <laughs> I get that because of, that's what we talk about all the time. I mean, it worked for Cinderella and everything, but... I can't. I can't. So I need to progress over time. Resolutions kind of freak me out. Mm. And not to put down anyone doing a resolution, but for me personally, it does not work well because I'm a, I'm a failure within hours. I mean, I fail all of them. Well, and if you're doing this the correct way, every day is the day of new of, of a new year of resolutions. True. We are resolving every day to grow and develop yeah. and become more yeah. and to... You know to what be- it is? What? It's too much pressure. Is Way too much pressure. Because you've got this one one stroke of midnight oh, once gosh. a year, and you yeah. better get it right. And then come uh, next year, you're I, yeah. doing the same thing again. Because if I if there's too much pressure, I'm going to purposefully fail just to get get rid of it. Like get off me. I'm not <laughs> going to do this well. So let's just fail immediately. <laughs> <laughs> pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like you're at summer camp, and the 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 uh, counselor comes in, and and campers, you've got. Ten more minutes to sleep. Ten more minutes. Sure. Is it like that? It's not like that. Pressure. But if that's your version of pressure, then... <laughs> you know what? It, well, a pressure isn't that sort of hand in hand, Stephen. Isn't that sort of hand in hand with expectation? You know, you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm expecting so much of myself in the next twenty four hours. Because Get now off. you're adding no. the element of hurry. And, yes. and, and worry yes. because then, which is rooted is in true. it's rooted in fear. This is true. How much have you told us about time? That's and, right. Because yeah. anytime you're fearing that the future is not going to hold what you're aspiring mm-hmm. uh, for or mm-hmm. to, 
yeah. then you're worrying and hurrying and, it, and it's in an accurate way of well, approaching life. I have to say, um, we did have a really interesting conversation about conversations during this time. And I think that's the, I think that's the, how you actually can grow and evolve. I think that's sort of like a secret weapon, mm. you know, because it helps if, if you can't take your thoughts about something and get them out and articulate them and then even like banter about them, it's very difficult to implement it. Conversations are so vital to our success, aren't they? They are. Good conversation. There's power in words, power in our conversations. And that's why we talk all the time about that's why we talk all the time. Talk all the time about <laughs> conversations. <laughs> and, and choose your conversations wisely. Yeah. Talk about things that you're not accustomed to talking about, yeah. especially especially if it's something negative. Don't bring it up. Don't think yeah. about it. Don't mm-hmm. dwell on it. Don't get on that bandwagon. Well, and it seats it, right? So I know yeah. that when you and I can just take a topic of, of anything, you know, especially something positive, and we discuss it, we roll it around, and we, we bat it back and forth, it seats it in my spirit. And so, um, I think that's probably the, the best way to, to keep, to keep a resolution <laughs> for even doing that. Well, now. you're, you're seating it into mindfulness where yeah. you begin to mm. reason with it. And when you do that, your focus becomes part of the bias of what you're reasoning. And then mm. of course you're going to manifest yeah. the, the very thing that you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Well, we've, we've been conditioned, you know, I think if, if anytime you're struggling to implement kinetic belief and do it the way you want to do it in your life. Um, a lot of times it's just the product of bad conditioning from, for years and mm-hmm. years and years. And so, I mean, for me, those, our conversations are, they just play a huge role and it's like, isn't that like the bedrock of humanity or something? <laughs> like being able to have conversations. Good. Con- yes. And so, and, and it's so vital. Yeah. Good conversations. Yeah. Vital. There's power. Which we're having right now. In good conversation. That's right. That's what this podcast is, a good conversation. Yes. And the power in it is released for us all to enjoy. Right? Mm. Well said, sir. Sorry, I was drinking my tea. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Speaking of New Year's resolutions, we were at the gym. When was it? On Saturday. This oh, was on... Was, the uh, that was January 1st, right? No, it was New Year's Eve. Oh, New Year's Eve. Yes. And this is a, this is a small gym where you and I, we've been going for... I don't know, four or six weeks. Mm-hmm. Just we're kind of new in the area, just for a few few weeks. Yeah. And we've been going and we are we are the only ones in this gym. Yeah. Until New Year's Eve. Oh my word. There were fifty people Probably. in in a in a room that has maybe thirty pieces of equipment. Yeah. They were frenzying. And they were frenzying. They were yeah. jumping up and down and they were running around the room and they were doing push ups and sit ups and I mean, I, you know, they came from out of the woodwork. <laughs> they came from the hills. They, <laughs> like, they came uh, in. The, I thought you were going to say the woods, you know. They <laughs> came in. the woods. <laughs> and, but they were, but then we, we went back again on actually the next day. There's nobody there. Yeah. Well, the great example of why resolutions make me nervous. Because <laughs> look at what happens. It, that was, How bad do you feel about yourself amazing, the next day? Well, you know what probably happened, though? I mean, I do feel a little compassion for those people because I recently did way too much in a workout and, you know, I can barely sit down. Oh, you know, they're still feeling it. <laughs> so I feel... They're done. I, I feel <laughs> that. It. They have worked out for the... They yeah. will feel it all oh, year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I'm no still feeling it. I'm pretty sore today, but... I kind of... Speaking of New Year's resolutions, I kind of admire those guys. Up there on Oak Island, is it? They're yes. looking for treasure. Yes, and um, Rick and Marty. Rick and Marty. They've been looking for this treasure. In, Which, in, it's a history channel. 
show. Mm, right. You should say, yeah. It's a History Channel show. <laughs> and to clue but, everyone in. But it's been fascinating to watch them for <laughs> eight, eight years. For the last 10 years of my life. <laughs> Looking for trip, but they're, you know, great, really interesting personalities and fun to watch, but... They've started looking for treasure in the off season with metal detectors down in Florida. And I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting show. I mean, they really, they do a good job of just showing you all the different ways that they're trying to find the treasure. And probably the thing I find most impressive about that show is the passion that they're able to continue to conjure up season after season after season, having, you know, found um, a significant piece of, a significant a, a, a horse, pe- horseshoe penny. or something. One, one of the first pennies. Or yeah, something. yeah. So I mean, that's impressive. But it's, it's it's the not knowing from one moment to the next what you're going to what's going to manifest. Isn't that the spice of life? Yeah. Is you are ex- always expecting more. True. Yeah. And to find a, the treasure of abundance to mm. come. Ne- but you're doing something with your life that could, and invariably will, produce mm. more, more abundance, sustenance, positive expectations. Right. So yeah. they're doing that. I guess I'm going to pass on the metal detecting, but you know, I can see I can see how that would be stimulating. Well, it could be a little addictive, right? Especially if you find something. Like if you found something valuable early on, I can totally see how it would catch, you know, capture you. You know, I I would love to this year maybe learn some uh, cover music because mm. you know I play. I play piano, but everything I play is, yeah. it's just stuff I make up. Yes. It's all original music. And the problem is every time I sit down and I start to try to play someone else's music, I get a few minutes into it and then I just start making stuff up again. <laughs> so I, I don't ever get very far. I have to, I'm going to tell on you for a second. This was so funny. We had, we laughed for weeks about this. <laughs> you, you played me a new song and you're like, I, I think I have a good melody here. And then I'm like, honey, that's, that's Josh Groban. Well, he's he's <laughs> got like, oh, he's got is, good taste it? then. <laughs> he just he, he did something with it, I guess that I I didn't. That's How exciting Brown. though! For, I didn't know that for a moment to think that you wrote "You Raise Me Up." I know. Well, it got in there somehow, and it had to, and it had to come out. That's thrilling. Uh, uh, but we do have a concert coming up, St. Pete Beach. Yeah, that's Valentine's correct. Eve, and the whole orchestra is going to be there. It's going to be wonderful, and. You can go to candlelightorchestra.com if anybody wants to it's attend. It's going to be at the Pink Palace there yeah. at the Don Cesar. Yes. It's going to be wonderful. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Dogs. How about the number of dogs out on the beach? I guess a lot of people have maybe realized a New Year's resolution by going out and getting a little dog. And I saw something. There's like, what, 28? Was it 28 million dogs have been bought or adopted during the, the, the pandemic? Yeah. Because we were just noting the other day how many people, I've, I've never seen so many dogs on the beach. Every Almost every single person yeah. walking by has got yeah. a, a dog or two, or some people have five dogs, and yeah. they're going up and down. the. I love the little dogs. If you've ever but, looked into the uh, eyes, though, of, of a puppy, I mean, you understand. I mean, it's it's intoxicating. That's why you have to stay away from them. If you don't want a dog, don't go pet the puppies. Because the dog comes with a <laughs> hangover. What? <laughs> There's there's a price to be paid. Oh, I get it. I get it's it. Consequence. Okay. There's a consequence. There's a puppy hangover, <laughs> and it's called dog. owning a dog. <laughs> We've learned to I love, love other people's dogs because you, you can't own them all. I have to say though, I I'm constantly you know fighting that battle of 
you know, not going out and getting one because mm-hmm. we travel too much. It's not fair to the pup, really. Expectations. Yeah. You no, know, what what kind of expectations do we have? You met some some young girl the other day mm-hmm. in I think you were getting your your hair washed or something. <laughs> and <laughs> my annual washing. Yeah, you it's time to wash your hair. So and, and you said some young girl came in and she's telling you about her life yeah. and mentioned how she loves to go sailing and yeah. she really would like to find in the future a man or a husband that also likes to sail. Yes. Because otherwise she didn't think she could handle seeing her love her interest her, her love interest wearing what an orange she said, life just, vest she said i don't think i could watch out. him fumbling around with the ropes and wearing the orange life vest and i just started laughing uncontrollably i said honey i said that's not how it works i said you've guaranteed yourself that that's the kind of man you're going to fall in love with because that's the funny part love does crazy things and you know you'll find yourself like honey let me get a picture of you oh he's so cute in his orange life vest you fall in love with the life vest you well, fall in love with the little oh, yeah silly things love can't you know make love turns everything about a person into cuteness and adoration and i know (laughs) (laughs) you're you're just easy to love because you're just cool oh please you are you're just cool see don't say that you're not crying then people are going to expect it i can't live up to that well, that's but you, <laughs> you know, me, that's what makes you cool is you're not is, trying to live. This up is the to expectation it. thing I'm talking it's, about. It's people like myself that you you know we work on the cool walk and the the, the cool talk. We we work on it. We try to be cool, that, yeah. and that's not cool. <laughs> There's nothing cool about trying to be cool. You're so cool, Steve. Oh. You're totally cool. Well, let's talk about fate. Let's talk about. I'm excited about this topic. Uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot about fate, and we get caught up quite often. And some deep discussions about serendipitous moments and what people call you know, a, a, a faithful thing happening to them. And just by chance this happened and my luck is good or my luck is bad and all that stuff, mm. which we can uh, package into the small word fate. Commonly referred to as just the, well, it's the development of events that seem like they're beyond a person's control, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, most religions will point to fate as being determined by this a, a supernatural intervention of some kind. Yeah. The, the planets were aligned. The stars are aligned, whatever it is. But what we, what we really understand now, then we understand this through quantum observations and the power of kinetic belief, is that the bias of what a person believes in their heart, what they really believe deep down, and so deep that it becomes a subconscious belief, it's like breathing. You don't think about it anymore. It's a belief that if you don't, things aren't going to go very well. Mm. And so mindfully then forms, this is what forms the substance of things that are hoped for from the expectations of conscious awareness, being aware of the world around you. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and it's by impressing the thoughts of an unexpected reality upon the Formless substance in the universe. This is how we cause things that we think about to be created. Whether you know this is how you're doing it or not, this is what develops and creates the life that you are now experiencing. It's because of what you biasly believe or don't believe to be true and accurate for yourself. And so what I'm saying is that what we think about is not fortuitous. It is. It does not produce fate in the proper definition of the word fate 
What we dwell upon is a choice. What you and I, actually, like we started off today's podcast, saying is that what we choose to have conversations about is actually a choice, whether you feel like you just randomly started <laughs> jabbering about something or not. It's still a choice. It's a mindful choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what creates circumstances. That is what develops things. That is what establishes a life flow that's coming from within that's going to be experienced. You will experience the life flow that you are that we that you're creating from within through those things. And now there there is no exception to the kinetic energies of belief manifesting the substance of that belief. So everybody everybody Maggie has this authority, and each one of us has this dominion. That's how we're created. That's who we are. It's the stuff that was used to make us. In the image of God. Well, and I find it really interesting that you just started by talking about, um, you know, you said even if you just start jabbering about something that you don't mean to, it still matters. Um, and so it seems like the first step in this is developing, making sure that we're constantly developing that level of mindfulness where we are aware of every conversation we're having and everything that we're speaking and, and the things that we're dwelling on. And, you know, mindfulness is absolutely cultivated and necessary for this. Necessary because it is imperative to understand that no one is immune from this process. It's yeah. working for you or against you, whether you believe it, want it, desire it, not you yeah. don't desire it, whatever, you're still participating in it. If I throw you off of a cruise ship, you're going to swim whether you want to or not, or you're going to get <laughs> wet, let me put it that way, whether you want to get wet or not. You're yeah. in the water, you're in this life, you're on this planet, you are in you are a citizen of the universe, so act yeah. like one. These things are at work, and we have <laughs> to make them work for us. If, if only one person, just take one person that applies the law of attraction, the 100-day the guided journal modalities that we've written about, mm -hmm. talk about, mm -hmm. if only one person attracts the life that they were put here to experience by making adjustments in uh, to their daily life patterns in the way that that our 100 day law of attraction guided journal instructs them to do mm -hmm. that's evidence i mean that's positive proof that by making attitudinal adjustments in a certain way and by learning to think in a certain way now that's important you've got to learn to think in a certain way by changing the manner in which a person thinks about things and the motivations of course behind why they do things in the way that they want to do them. We, all of us, acquire the ability to think the way we want to and the way that we should be thinking. And this is the first step toward becoming a positive, manifesting life force, doing life intentionally, experiencing life intentionally the way that you desire to. And it sounds like journaling is such a big part of this because, like, you, like you're telling us right now, um, you know, the becoming aware of your thoughts and how you're using them and how we're perpetuating them, it's going to be, again, the first step. And I think when you're at the beginning of that, it, feel, it can feel impossible. The idea of changing your thoughts, um, constructing them, something you've never done before, you, you're sitting there going, is that, even, is that even possible? And so the journaling, it plays a huge role, especially at the beginning. And it seems impossible because a lot of times when we start this or when somebody starts the process of working through the kinetic belief modalities, what they don't do at first is to remove themselves from the environment that has created the environment that they're experiencing. In other words, the conversations that have created the negative experiences, mm. the, the, uh, the, 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 
force behind the reasonings, the illogical logic that's being applied to, in a negative way, their actual genius of purpose that's manifesting an ulterior um, uh, life yeah. for them uh, with an ulterior motive that is opposite the actual motive of their heart's desire. So that makes me wonder when we're working on this, is it going to be a solid wisdom to look for ways to, uh, I don't know if disrupt is the right word, but to change mm-hmm. our, mm-hmm. you mentioned environment. Mm-hmm. Obviously environment is a huge factor, even if we change it slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to be a big part of, of kind of waking ourselves up to this? Yeah, it is. And the way that, that what's really interesting about that, Meg, is that when you change your expectations, all change comes from within. Yeah. So we can't go around here in the environment rearranging our circumstances but what we do is we arrange our expectations we arrange our internal thoughts and mm-hmm. what we allow ourselves to dwell upon for example i mean to think what you want to think is to think your chosen truth regardless of appearances wow we say that one more time to think what you want to think is to think your truth regardless of the way things appear mm. So every person has the natural and inherent power to think what they want to think. We have that ability. Yeah. But, but it requires so much more effort to choose our thoughts than it does to think the thoughts that are suggested by the way things appear to be mm. and suggested by the negative narrative that is around us, which is everywhere in every direction. And I have to say what you what you just took us through that takes energy. You know, we have that take, takes vigilance. This is not a an armchair experience that we're going to be having. I mean, this is a get up off the couch, off the spiritual couch. Pay attention to what you're saying because I love how you said make those choices. We're constantly choosing. We're constantly choosing, and eventually that can become a habit. Um, but it's it's never set in stone to the point where we where we don't have to stop paying attention to it. Well, and it's not easy because to think according to the way things appear is that's easy. <laughs> yes, I mean that's you know we can do that's that. The default, really. That's the default, and that's the easy thing. But to think according to our genius of purpose, uh, to in in positive growth and toward the abundant life, regardless of circumstances, that is laborious mm-hmm. and. It requires the expenditure of far more power than any other endeavor a person could ever, ever be called upon to perform in this life. There is no effort from which most people run from than that of sustained and consecutive thought. There, there, (laughs) I'm telling you, there is nothing that people don't want to get away from any quicker than that. Actually, life-producing kinetic belief is the most difficult challenge on the entire planet, and therefore the universe. Mm. And that's why you've got 1% of people on this planet that are actually successfully doing it. Do you think it's because of who we are innately, or is it because there's such a, a tide pulling us, trying to pull us in the other direction? Yeah, the reason is because truth is contra- or the truth, sub- uh, subjective truth is contrary to the natural ebb of appearances. Mm. It's a contradiction. Mm. And so to sustain the contradiction, what do you have to do? You've got to continually go back to your blueprint for the life you're choosing to experience. And that becomes your article of faith, your article of kinetic belief, rather than appearances. I I, kind of love that, that you, in order to truly be a kinetic believer and live this lifestyle, you you do have to be willing to be a little cuckoo, to look cuckoo, 
to other people Peculiar. because you know because, yes, yes yes i'm the gal that constantly <laughs> talks about things that you can't see yet yes i am <laughs> don't worry about it that's why you wear the flowing clothing that you wear <laughs> it suits you and i'm <laughs> that's to, funny. yes and it's a beautiful thing uh, but you're absolutely right it is peculiar yeah. and you are going in the other direction everybody and i was telling somebody the other day that you know if as soon as you see everybody running in one direction Go in the direction that they're running from. Correct. And you'll be just fine. <laughs> every, every Swim upstream. Go upstream because, look, every appearance in the visible world produces the default corresponding form in the egoic mind, which is observing it. And this can only be cast down and prevented by holding the thought of your life's truths, that you choose to be true for you according to your unique, one-of-a-kind, beautiful, artistic, creative purpose for being on this planet. And I love the nuts and bolts, like sort of the micro uh, version of what you just said, because when when we hold those truths in our mind, it, it's almost as if it's a quiver. Um, I did a lot of archery as a kid. My grandparents taught me how, and, and I honestly, I just loved wearing the quiver. I mean, that was so cool. <laughs> well, you're really good too, by the way. <laughs> but you know, are you kidding? You're, you're 10 years old and you got a quiver full of arrows. You feel pretty cool. So, but it makes me think about how it's as if you were carrying a, an arsenal, you know, a quiver on us at all times so that when we need to cast something mm, down, it's a quick draw. It's there. You need that identity. You need to know exactly what you're chasing, what you're believing for, so that, um, you know, because I think casting things down is speaking. It's always speaking. It's you're interrupting it, that it? thought with, with the, the positive thing that's in your journal <laughs> that you're believing for. That's ab- absolutely. Well, take, take sickness or disease, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. To observe the appearances of disease produces the form of disease in our own mind. I mean, you, you're, you now have the image of that. You've internalized the image of that disease and ultimately in our body. Unless, unless we hold the thought of the truth in our quiver, which is that there is no disease, it can only, there can only be an appearance of a disease. And the reality is, the reality is, is that we hold, uh, we hold in the expectations of our mind by gratitude and, and, and the, the vibrant life giving health substance that transforms anything that would be anything other than our health perfected. And anyone that is believe, you know, using kinetic belief to overcome a sickness and ailment, I have to say that that person is always to me just the biggest badass (laughs) because it's it's the, it's Mm -hmm. the healing, the overcoming of the sickness. You know, sickness is always in your face. You can Mm -hmm. feel it in your body. It's, it's ever present. I mean, so you're overcoming it every second of every day. Um, and you've got these, you know, scientists or doctors or whatever, they seem like they just know everything, telling you something contradictory. And that requires a, a level of boldness that is, I, that it, that is superhuman. True. Yes. And, and understanding that, you know what, things change. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to change things as they change toward the better. <laughs> yes, toward I love the that. best. I love that. Okay, sure. This may be a fact right now, but the truth is, mm. my subjective truth is health because I am healing. I am prosperous. Yeah. And I That's get to good. determine where my moment, where my present moment of now is going, the I, direction that is going. I love that. That may be the fact, but I know my truth. That's let me true. let me tell yes. you about it, doctor. There you go. Doc. But you know what? In, in, with, you know, in the same way, to just look upon the appearances of poverty, mm. and as all, if you just look at poverty, that produces corresponding forms of lack in our own thoughts. 
unless we cast those thoughts down and hold to the thought of the truth that there is no poverty or lack. There is only abundance. Yes. That's all there is. Yes. So now to, to think health when surrounded by the appearances of disease or to think abundance when in the midst of the appearances of poverty, both of these require the power, like you were saying, of, of, of badass, willful, meditative thoughts. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going in the other direction. And then the person who develops this kind of power, that's the one that becomes a masterful kinetic believer. Yeah. The one percenters put fate in its place, I guess is what, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and they, and which is back under their control. Fate is under the control of the one percenters. But now they've discovered how to remove dysfunction from their lives in order to manifest exactly what they desire. This power can only be perfected after a person realizes that, you know what, there is a basic fact behind all appearances, that there is only one creative substance that responds to all thoughts, from which all things are made. And that this substance becomes a form, and that humans are permitted to impress their thoughts upon it, upon this substance, to cause it to take form, and then to become a visible thing. And then when we realize this, we're no longer doubting and we're no longer in fear. We're no longer in worry, worrying about things because we know that we can manifest what we choose to create. We can attract what we desire to have and we can achieve whatever it is that we want to achieve. What's really exciting too is when you start uh, you know collecting manifestations because you're building you're building experiential knowledge it's, you know you can actually I always I just always think it's so exciting when you can look back and say you know I'm going to build up my belief system because I remember. I remember when mm. I manifested this. Mm. I know I manifested mm. that. This is not a coincidence. I know I've already mm. done this. There's no question. And so I always feel like that first manifestation really showing up is always just light year it it pushes you light years down the road in this process because just even having one is something you can look to which is exciting and you can build upon that yeah and and at the same time we have to be so careful with remembrances because Mm -hmm. as soon as you ask the ego to tell me tell me a little bit about my life experiences there's still a choice involved because (laughs) if you leave it up to ego Ego's going to show up and say well you remember that time where you got your your rear end kicked by the neighbor by the teacher, mm-hmm. you were a loser, negative. you were told, and it goes on All and your on and on. Stories, the narrative yeah. is totally negative when you leave it up to the ego. So as a first step toward getting what it is that you really, really want, let's say it's money. Let's say it's money. Let's just say it's money. Because it's probably money. And it probably is money. But you, you must <laughs> yeah. know what kinetic belief is, how mm-hmm. to come under the influence of kinetic belief, and how to believe in the power of kinetic belief. Kinetic belief is how faith works in the physical realm. You know, we, there is faith, and people say they have faith. Well, how does faith work? And kinetic belief is how it works. A person, for example, can say that they have faith, but if, if they are not under the influence of kinetic belief, which is to adhere to and rely upon their belief, well, then they're not, they're not operating in real faith. So there is some confusion around the world regarding what faith actually is. And it's often meant to use someone's religion. There are a lot of variables and understandings when it comes to to faith. faith. So what is your faith? 
Actually, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not yet seen. Well, how many people say that when you ask them? Now, they'll say, well, it's Presbyterian or it's Islam or it's Baptist or Mm -hmm. they'll tell you that that's their faith. And so the, the definition of faith being substance aligns with quantum physics research indicating that, you know what, belief or faith manipulates quarks which are subatomic particles, the building blocks for all the interactions between quantum particles that create matter, mm-hmm. that create what we see in this realm. Yes. And so this is the thinking stuff from which all things are made, in which in its original state, it permeates and it penetrates and it fills the inner spaces of the universe. Uh, and some call it the God particle, but that's what it is, and that's, that's where it is. So, for example, if, if I hold a thought... In this substance, it produces the thing that I've imagined by the thought that I was holding. It produces it. Modern humans can form things in their thoughts. And by impressing their thoughts upon the formless substance of quarks, we cause the thing that we think about to be created, to show up, to be manifested. And it's not fateful. It is an actual power of the subjective mind. And so the practice of kinetic belief, which we talk about here, causes a person to lay aside all of these other precepts and concepts of the universe, other than the, the monistic one that's been established in your heart, in your mind, in your desires. <laughs> and it's the foundation for your gratitude and your expectations, your hopes, and all of your dreams. And I really like that this is not uh, eliminating fate it's really saying how you take fate and you conquer it and you make it yours and you make it your own. And it's not some, uh, you know, flimsy, will it, won't it concept anymore. You know, you're, you're telling us scientifically how we can take it and make it a sure thing. Well, and it's taking fate and saying, you know what, fate is not, you're not a victim to fate. Yeah, fate is a, a product of something that you set up to hit out of the park. <laughs> you did you this. You called it fate and you said it was their fault, but it's actually... Your fault. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You did this. Step one. <laughs> so so you, yes. we have to dwell upon this subjective reality until it is fixed in our minds and it becomes our habitual way of thinking. And so what do we do? We write them with conviction into our manifesting journals and we, we read the creed statements over and over and over again and we fix every word upon our memories. And we meditate upon them until we just... You know, firmly believe what our words are saying. Mm. You may start off slowly and you might write some things down that you kind of <laughs> chuckle to yourself and say, yeah, I'm really going to Mars. <laughs> but, you know, as you continue along that process, it becomes your, your fantasy becomes a reality and you begin to internalize it with words of gratitude. You learn the language of it. Mm-hmm. And you begin to speak it and you can see in your mind's eye working those actions. And the next thing you know, you're attracting the wisdom the counsel of God, the counsel from the universe to actually do the thing that you've imagined to do. And so as we write those with conviction into our manifesting journals, things begin to happen and we begin to manifest and attract the very thing as we continue to immerse ourselves into those expectations. What's so cool about this process too is as we move forward and we progress down the road toward you know, all the things that we're believing for toward Mars, if you will, um, 
I love how it keeps us aligned and enlightened and awakened every single day. But it also means that when we come to these critical junctures, you need to cast down the negative contradictory thought or you need to make a choice to go left or right. You are ultimately prepared because it's, you know, you can't cram for this test. It's not the last minute thing that you can, oh, let me grab my journal and see what the heck I'm even doing here. No, you are so mindful. You're so awakened, so centered in your identity that when these things approach and, and come to contradict what you're doing, it's no, it's no problem. You want to be so steeped in your expectations yeah. that those contradictions have nowhere to land. Yeah. And you've been prepared for it. That's beautiful. Because if a doubt comes to you, and they will come, when that doubt shows up, if you start to become double-minded and you, you cast the thought down as just some ugly, no-good, low-life sin... It's a lie. Doesn't belong Shame. here. Shame. I don't want it. Shame. It's an enemy to yeah. your purpose. It's an enemy to your genius of purpose. Wow. And you see it as an enemy that has somehow come into your encampment. Don't listen to arguments, debates, or reasonings against your idea. Don't go to churches. Don't listen to lectures where there is a contrary concept of things that's being taught or preached about. Well, that's, that's such a fascinating way to say it, you know, that it's... Uh... It's an enemy trying to come into your encampment. That gives us the sense of, hey, we're, we are declaring war on anything, trying to alter the life that we know we're meant to live, who we're supposed to be. And that takes it up a notch, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, in the reality. It takes it up a notch, and then what are you doing? Before you even get out of bed in the morning, or as soon as your feet hit the floor, reach for your quiver, because you're <laughs> going to be guarding yeah. the borders. You want to protect your borders from the border bullies, yeah. and make sure that you are not allowing access to you and your dreams and aspirations by allowing the enemy to come into your encampment. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes. And then the next thing, hey, don't even ask why what I'm telling you is true. <laughs> <laughs> got me <laughs> and next don't cast, even worry about it don't worry about it's, it i'm right cast down that question <laughs> yes because look it don't don't you dare speculate as to how this can be true just simply apply the power of kinetic belief on trust yes. in your god-given authority oh, yeah. to attract your experiences you can actually spend the rest of your the days of your life questioning truth mm which yeah. produces double-mindedness. So don't, the, the science of manifestation begins with the absolute acceptance of belief in this truth. Mm. This is faith. This is how you control the substance of things hoped for, which is evidence of things not yet seen. Well, and we all have a knowing, don't we? We know this to be true. We know we have this power, even if it's buried under a lifetime of bad experiences and bad information. We know it to be true. I mean, you've given the example before, which I love. There's a reason that we don't leave the house going, see you later, honey. I hope I'm not in a car wreck today. I mean, because we, we know, we have the knowing that words have power. power. Our words mm -hmm. have power over mm -hmm. our experiences. Mm -hmm. You have a knowing because within each one of us, there is, there is an, a longing for individual expression. Mm, yeah. It's like the sunflower seed wanting to become a sunflower. It's, it's purpose. And we have that yes. seed of purpose within all of us. Our nature. Living the life all of us were placed into this world to experience. That is a co-creative freedom. And there is a collective right for the individual expression. We come into this world with that right. And it is a right that cannot be taken away. No one can show up and take your right to become an expression of your individual self 
from you. It cannot, it can't be permitted. In fact, no one can remove it. No one can remove your genius of purpose, whether you experience it or allow it to take root and grow or not. It's still there. No one can take that from you. And it would be the same as someone saying that, you know what, from this day forward, no person shall have the free use of their awareness. Good luck with that. (laughs) The thought police. Not going to (laughs) happen. They wish. Every human is created with awareness. Mm. Now, there's a reason for that. And it may appear to have been removed by other forces. They might like to think or cause or try to cause a person to believe that it's been removed. But the reality is it cannot be taken from anyone. Now, you can give away the authority of your creative dominion. Sure, you can give that to someone else. But it cannot be unwillingly removed. Mm. And the only way freedom can be removed is through confusion. Double-mindedness to get get you doubting through gaslighting, through breadcrumbing, um, through reasoning with things and, and becoming double-minded. That's the only way. You know, this is also why it's so important to make sure we're not going through life being a critic because the joke's on you. Mm. Um, you're actually undermining your own natural identity and your own truth when you're critical of others living theirs. And I've just, that's something that I remember years ago, I, I caught about myself, you know, I can't say I was, crazy critical but you know you just you're sizing people up i like the her pants i don't like her pants whatever um but the point being that even the smallest criticism is a negative spirit and you're 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 receiving that into your own that's your own mind. such a good point you know actually negative criticism judgments like that mm-hmm. it's actually produces a divided mind within yourself because as you judge another person to be, you're actually seeing yourself through that lens now. In other words, yeah. those silly looking pants, I would never wear that. So I'm judging you negatively. Yeah. Now you applied that, what you consider to be negative, negative silly pants to yourself. <laughs> so you're now, you're, you are. Well, now I'm like, oh, I can't a, wear, what am I wearing? You, what you am I doing? A, you have a divided mind. <laughs> right. That's correct. And so that, the knowledge of freedom cannot be revealed to a divided mind. That's beautiful, though, isn't it? This idea that there's a, a circuitous route to celebrating other people and then in turn celebrating ourselves, even mm-hmm. having the ability to celebrate self, it goes hand in hand with the ability to celebrate anything that someone else is doing. When we celebrate, edify, encourage, and champion other people, we actually feel separate from what's going on around us. It separates us to championing other people, and it separates us from the world in a positive way. And then our manifesting freedoms begin to rearrange the world around us into the lens of our best expectations. And so back to the little word fate, that's just a result of confusion. Fate is a result of negative judgment. Fate is a result of you saying, I don't like her silly pants. So you (laughs) you are opening yourself up to, quote, fate, and to the extent to which the world now is pushing you around rather than you pushing the world around. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Freedom from fate. That is the ultimate goal. Freedom from fate. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Because now we can actually know beyond any doubt that we are determining that. You know, we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for me, a big part of this early on especially, it was talking myself into over and over again, reminding myself that, look, the little things aren't so little. The critique about the pants, it's not a small thing. And, and 
talking casually to a friend and saying, oh, I'm so sick of this. It's not a small mm-hmm. thing. It's, it, you know, houses are built one brick at a time. And it's, these are the building blocks of being a kinetic mm-hmm. believer, having that successful life, waking up full of joy, peace, not needing to, to conjure it up all the time, actually having this natural, you know, identity centric, full existence. And there's a process to that. There's a process yes. to the I- becoming identity centric. And it begins and it also ends now mm-hmm. in the present moment, not in the future. Right. It's, it's here and it's now, but and that's the good report of life as it was meant to be. All things good, all things excellent, all things that are desirable and are they are now and they are in this present moment. In other words, the more my actions are directed toward future pleasures, when I get there, then I will. Yes, when so I, dangerous. When I direct my actions in that way, toward future pleasures and and dreams come true um eventually the idea that i will one day my ship my ship will come in the new desire to have something that i don't believe i already have the more i am incapable of enjoying any pleasures at all right because they're elusive they don't exist in the future so for all pleasures and and all good things good health happiness joy wealth peace of mind the abundant life, all good things are present. All good things are in this moment. Well, in bringing your mind into this moment, you know, it just it just makes sense. I mean, what you just said just makes so much sense because you can see it. You can see that when you defer a, a success into your future and you and you fixate on that, you're also deferring satisfaction. You're also deferring peace. You're taking it what could you could have right now and you're just sending it off into the future. It's it becomes so elusive. Um, and I you know that's when depression can set in so quickly. Anxiety, it, it becomes a dark place to be. So you know I love this idea of collecting all the good things, making sure that they're present now, seeing it now. Because in a sense, to to defer a good thing is is you're saying to yourself, I don't have it. Yeah. And so if you don't have it, well, all that's left is depression. I'm sad because I don't have it. Right. There is nothing but complete awareness of the present moment that can even begin to guarantee future happiness. Mm -hmm. Now, and I can act in a certain way, for example, so that I can eat tomorrow, so that we can go to the store tomorrow. I can act in a certain way. (laughs) or act in a certain way so that you and I can take a trip to the mountains next week or to Costa Rica for the next new year. But there's really no way of being certain that this will make me happy. Mm. Actually, it's a common experience that, you know what, nothing ruins a potential pleasure so much as watching yourself, seeing yourself in the midst of it to see if it pleases you. Right. Because we can see this at its extreme by noticing, for example, well, the fans of a professional sporting event, the level of pleasure as it just goes up and down according to who scored last. It's back and forth, back and forth (laughs) to the high and then the low. So solely based upon which team is doing better. I watched, we did watch some of the, I don't know if you watched or not. You were in the room with me. But some of the Denver Bronco, Broncos let's, game let's, let's against... Let's say I was watching. Okay, you were watching. Some of the Denver Broncos game against um, the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And Denver would score a touchdown. And, and people in the stands, they're jumping up and down and they're yelling. And, and families were hugging. And the dads and sons were... <laughs> 
hugging each other probably for the first time. And, and, <laughs> I and, love you. And son. I love you. And I've always loved you too. And together we will endure. <laughs> and then the chiefs would score and the camera showed people slumping into their seats and frowning in their faces and their hands and s- just staring at the scoreboard and they were, their lives were miserable. And slapping their sons. And <laughs> pushing, taking the, food, the hot dog back from the sun, whatever it is. But nothing, yeah. nothing ruins pleasure as much as leaving it up to fate. The circumstances that you see going on around you and saying, I will be happy when Denver scores. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Well, it makes, you know, and that analogy actually makes me wonder if, you know, fate is just this really close cousin to emotion um, because they seem to be interlinked and and one even maybe determined by the other, the type of fate that you're, the kind when we don't control it. And what happens with emotions? They're always changing. So if you are attached to your emotions, yeah. then your destiny is always changing Gosh. according to how you feel about a certain thing. A lot of people yeah. say, well, I will do it when I feel like I should because I follow my feelings. Well, that's double-mindedness. A person that can overcome their emotions can accomplish anything in this life. Yes. So leaving our, for example, our happiness up to all those extenuating circumstances leaving our present moment of enjoyment up to our hometown team? Are you kidding me? To score enough touchdowns to make me continuously happy? I mean, all of us, regardless of who we are, can only live in one moment at a time. And we cannot think simultaneously about, well, listening to the waves and whether or not we're enjoying listening to the waves. I mean, those are two different things. These are the contradictions that create the appearance of being busy, a person that's always busy, task-minded. I mean, it's the, it's the action of distraction, and it's life without the freedom of creative expression. Yes. And now that we've established, and I think we have, that fate is just simply a small word used to define the life <laughs> yes. that we see developing around us, how do we change it? I mean, what are we going to do to change this? How do we change the fate of our circumstances? Well, in order to get, in order to attract and to manifest exactly uh, what we desire, we must act, and in order to act, we must apply pressure. Now, the manifestation of all good things in the present moment is self-evident. The force of attraction can only be applied within one's self, in other words. That's where all the action takes place. It's going on inside of us. So if, if you were to use external forces that can only be made to act in a certain way by compelling them to obey you, and to compel them to obey you, you've got to use your internal force of kinetic belief. That's the only way. And I don't mean taking your dominion in a wrong way to manipulate others to behave a certain way. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about using correctly the power of kinetic belief to manifest what you desire in the external world around you. And so whether I am seeking, for example, health or wealth, some kind of development or uh, position in life, happiness to continuously be my state of mind, uh, I've got to expect it. I have to expect to get it in the only way by which it will come and not bring with it the potential for loss. And that's by applying my own inward force. Mm. Inward force. Now, you may be thinking that the force within you just isn't strong enough. Somebody 
says, well, I'm just too, too weak-minded. I, you know, I don't have any authority in my household. I don't seem to have authority in my life. My life has become everybody else's, everyone's but mine. You don't, maybe you don't think you have what it takes, or you're just too weak to do it without someone helping you. No, listen, the creative power within you is all the force there is. It's no less and it's no more than all there is. You are one with oneness, and the power within you contains all of the potentialities of all of life. Yes. All life is the same. All of it. Now you may be you may believe that it's different within you, but that and it's causing some of the issues we're talking about. But all life is the same, and all life contains the same essentials, the same powers, and the same possibilities. Nobody ever had a talent which you don't have, either as developed or an undeveloped faculty. Other people have developed talents because it was part of their genius of purpose that you've not developed. But you have within you the same talent that could be developed. Nobody ever did a thing which you cannot do by developing the faculty or the talent that's required to do it. And since perfection has not been reached in anything ever in this world, no one has ever been been perfectly perfected a thing. Nobody ever did anything so well that you can't do it better. And if you properly imagine to desire something, even if it's to grow taller, I did that. And it hurts to be prepared for the pain. But if it's even if it's to grow taller or become healed or become younger, I am telling you that the power is within you and it is only a matter of development. The force which can build a few new cells can build a new body if it's continuously directed in the power of kinetic belief to manifest change into your life. Given the fact that every single person has this force, Maggie, it all becomes a matter of intentionally directing the force because the universe is always working along two general lines, integrating electrons and quarks and atoms, attracting them together into forms, and then scattering and dispersing the same electrons and quarks and atoms and dissolving forms. That's it. So the power of focused thought within the human reactor, and I I love to see it as Mm -hmm. like a nuclear reactor. It's the human reactor. Mm. The power of focused thought within the human reactor employs continuous construction and destruction. There's no duality. In other words, nothing works outside of the vacuum that's formed by what a person believes. Understanding the science of this is such a powerful, powerful tool because that even allows us to apply imagination to everything that you just described. You know, instead, it takes us from, you know, rubbing the magic lamp and hoping, hoping that the genie's, you know, in a good mood today to this being our reality. This has scientific basis. These are the inner workings of the universe. Um, And so it's a sure thing. We get to actually imagine the science behind it, the universe behind this, how we're drawing all of these things in, why it's working. What do you believe? Yeah. What do you really believe? And and it's not important to believe what you think is the objective proof, uh, uh, has been objectively proved, mm. or, or the, the majority believes, but what do you believe about a thing? Yes. Because that's everything. It's what you believe about it. And when you're asked, when somebody says, well, what do you believe? Or ask yourself, well, what do I believe? Make sure that whatever it is, is defined in a positive way, Mm. a positive way, a life field, positive way. Because that's why, you know, if you're in show business, don't read your press. (laughs) 
If you're not in show business, don't read your press. If you're not in show business, don't read your press. Everybody's on Yelp, you know. <laughs> don't read it. Don't read your reviews. <laughs> in fact, don't even touch the dial. Just turn it Get off. Get a flip phone. <laughs> if you're starting a business, don't listen to the advice of others who've not successfully operated a business. Yeah. Um, if it's if it's negative, that is because there's always look. There's always a way forward. There's always a way to manifest exactly what you desire. But it's going to take the power of your own personal thoughts operating within your personal constructive reactor. And when you open the door to that furnace, you'd better be throwing in meat for the tiger, mm. coal for the furnace. Yes, you'll know what to do. I mean, as long as your imaginative vision is not corrupted, you're going to know what to do. You don't need to know what to do a year from now today. But when a year from now, get, when your moment of now gets to a year from now, as long as your imaginative vision has not been corrupted, you will know what to do because wisdom always comes to that one. It's universally available to every single person who expects it. To everybody that asks, asks for it, wisdom comes. When the wisdom for your desire shows up, you're just going to know that you know how to begin using you know, certain mental and physical materials that are around you to form them in the perfect relationship that needs to be formed. You're just going to know that you know how to attract certain people and certain things. And when they show up, you're going to know exactly what they should and should not be doing. And they're going to know because they too were attracted to the, the, the vacuum of opportunity that's been created from your focused desires and then you're just going to combine them together in a certain way the puzzle becomes clear and the pieces they just they just fit together yeah just as in building a house you're laying bricks exactly where they go not randomly but you're putting them in an, in an order that's going to create something and where they go is shown to you through higher consciousness and just like the the best bricklayer you're going to you're not going to waste any time uh, in irrelevant and, and negative actions, because every act becomes distinctly, positively constructive. And with each brick that you're laying, each puzzle piece laid properly, the next one is then attracted to create the life that you've imagined. You and I love the movie, uh, The Greatest Showman. <laughs> yes. And uh, I've become such a a fan of it. Yeah. I mean, when we're flying, I love to just put it on again, listen to the music, and I think it's it's great yeah. with Hugh Jackman and, and it's Zac such a feel Efron. good. Absolutely, movie. it's a musical that well, it's loosely based on the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Uh, in in my mind, it's exactly the way the circus was. But anyway, uh, yes. by some measures, the movie's success is actually. Did you know it's approaching that of the Titanic now? Really. That's so great. Phenomenal. But I love it, that. It's become a huge worldwide phenomenon. Well, it took nine years mm. for the producers to imagine that that movie. Wow. To journal their desires, to be gratefully excited about it, without which they, <laughs> they wouldn't they wouldn't have sustained the vision for nine years. Nine years of speaking the words of the vision. Nine years of creating the music. Mm. Nine years of learning the vocabulary. Now remember words are things and acting in faith to attract the vision is exactly what they were doing for nine years. Wow. And then it manifested. They filmed the entire movie in less than a month. Wow. I mean, wow. That's, that is one example of the power of kinetic belief to transform things and to attract substance and talent and the puzzle pieces and the wisdom to manifest 
uh, exactly what it is required for knowing which way to continue your journey. And so it's, it's the necessity of defining our desires to do something and of knowing what it is that we want to do and what we want to experience. That's absolutely vital to the nature of any man- good manifestation. And, you know, this is also giving me such a, a strong, such a good and needed reminder that of time and, and how time works within a manifesting process because, you know, we want it to show up really early. Uh, I, you know, I want to try to manifest something today and see it tomorrow. Um, but it's on time. Everything's always on time in the universe. It's, it's perfectly balanced. It's just as it should be, especially if you're consistent in your belief. And I just love the idea that when it needs to show up, it will show up. And so that, that means that we have to always be aware of the word you've been using today, double-mindedness, because when you, when it doesn't show up immediately or early, like we want it to, the temptation is going to be there immediately to flip-flop. Oh, is it coming? Oh, wait, I didn't see it show up. I need a, conting- a contingency plan. What if I fail? What's my backup? What's plan B? And then we start focusing on the contingency rather than the true mm-hmm. thing that we know That's we're going good. to be receiving. That's so good because time is irrelevant, isn't it? If yes. you have it now. Yeah, present moment. If I, if it's already in my mind because I've imagined it, to, I've imagined it, and I'm grateful for it because I have it now. Well, time is a moot point. Time means nothing because I'm experiencing my happiness and joy and healing and prosperity and the imagination that I imagine to be true for me now. now. It it is my reality, you know. But this is this is how this is what gets us to destination is enjoying the the experience, imaginative experience of it now. And things change to accommodate the expectation of our present moment. Yes. Meg, you and I might as well get a dinghy, go down there to the ocean, which I'm looking at out that window, and without knowing which port we want to go to, as just to get up each day without a definite creative image in our mind. It's the same thing. We'll float out there and end up, floating out there and probably being washed right back up where we started from yeah. if we don't know exactly where we want to go yes. with our imagination and a purpose and unleashing the power of our genius of purpose to establish mm. the course for our lives. Well, and I like how you're always taking us back today to aggression. You know, this requires um, an internal furnace, the internal, um, I love the reactor, the the human reactor. That's so powerful because that, that's exactly what we're doing. It's all coming from within. And yes, we're meeting the universe halfway, but our 50% is a big 50%. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's really the, the consistency of it is the fuel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the journaling comes in for me. Because sure. without that, I have to read yesterday. I always, and I know I've said this on the podcast before, but whenever I journal, I always read yesterday's first before I do today. I want to see um, what's changing or even what I'm bringing with me into today, what I'm continuing to establish. That's so good for perspective because, you know, what you're doing is you're, you are hitching your wagon to a star, but you know what star <laughs> it is. Yes. And you know why your genius of purpose desires to hitch to it. Mm. And when you're hitching yourself to the star, refuse to worry. Cast down, wor- cast down all sense of hurry when the motivation is worry. Listen, worry is friction. That's what it is. It's friction to your goal, mm-hmm. friction to your, the essence of your life. Yeah. And the one and only cause of worry is fear. When fear is present, worry is always present. 
Meg, you and I continue to talk about how useless it is to worry and the folly of it. And I can tell everybody not to worry. Just don't do it. <laughs> well, I'm worried. Well, don't. I can tell you that. But, oh, a, per- okay. but a, a, pers- a person can't help worrying as long as they have fear for the future. The only way to eliminate worry is to eliminate fear. So it's not going to be enough to just get rid of worry by telling yourself that it's foolish and harmful. As, lo- as long as you have fear, you will continue to worry about it. And you will have fear just as long as you have doubt or uncertainty about the future. For example, as long as you have doubt or uncertainty as to, to whether you will be healed, like we were talking about, you're just going to worry about your health. As long as you have doubt or uncertainty as to whether you will succeed professionally, you're just going to worry about failure. Mm. Where there is no doubt or uncertainty regarding your future health or success, there can be no fear. And where there is no fear, there can be no worry. There can be no egoic friction. And the way forward without fear is to journey into your present moment with an identity that's grateful for the present tense existence of all good things. Don't we have the cutest words for these things? Worry. I'm just worrying. I mean, what if instead of worry, we were forced to say, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm establishing a negative energetic into my present moment and it's going to show up in my future. (laughs) What if we had to say that instead? (laughs) You know, the reality of it. It becomes cute when it's a little personality uh, quirk, right? I'm just so worried. Oh, she's worried. We need to give her her space. Yes. So, I mean, but, you know, what you're doing, though, right now is you're taking us from um, a simple... Uh, very commonly used word and you're saying, you know, that's fine if we want to call it worry, but here's the reality. Here's the reality of what that is doing. Well, and the reality is that the power is already within every single living human being, which can bring abundance if constructively kinetically used to attract abundance Mm -hmm. and where there is no uncertainty about wealth person has within the power to attract the wisdom and to develop all of their talents and to manifest it and to use it constructively. I really love how uh, earlier you said that, look, you know, the power within you, that's it. That's the maximum amount of power available in the universe. And I think that's really cool because it puts us in the driver's seat yet again. It puts us in charge of our life. We, we can't look to something else to do this for us. Mm-hmm. Look, all the power that's even potentially available is within you. You're maxed out already. This is the most paramount thing that I, mm-hmm. I, I motivates me in my life is to let every person know that you are a billionaire with a billion dollars worth of power in a <laughs> bank account. All you need is to know the account number to go and make a withdrawal. Yeah. It's yours. You have it. But most people suffer an entire lifetime of not knowing what what they have within themselves. Mm. It's the unawakened ego that has this, this bad habit of reasoning positive things as matters of uncertainty. And this is the habit, the form of mindfulness that can only be overcome by resolve. And we can only have resolve when we know that we know who we are and fall deeply in love with who we are and our abilities, which have nothing at all to do with anybody else. And we stop listening to the negative reasonings and we turn off access to anybody that's bullying us, bullying you into being anything less than you were put here by God on this planet to become. And we're applying this to everything. This is a holistic view of life. So we're applying this to relationships, to it. Something that may seem small, hey, it's not small to you. It's not small if it's in your own life. So we're applying this to 
every facet of life and it's all being elevated and awakened and it's being you know it's coming to fruition all together mm. it's so really beautiful true. continuous meditation and putting your hands to the five modalities of kinetic belief always manifests exactly what a person wants and to the one that's willing to wait forever nine years if that's what it takes for you to create your own version of the greatest showman you're, you're still, if you are willing to do that, because it has nothing to do with the time element anymore, it will never, you'll never have to wait for long. In fact, the feeling that you are birthing the baby of your desires, a feeling of exuberant gestation is established within you. And when that shows up, you just know, you know what you know, and you will enter the poised, magnetic state of mind that is most certainly attracting your heart's desire to manifest where all the world can see it. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Okay. Just say this. Say, I'm abundantly blessed. I am abundantly blessed. I'm aligned with my greatness. I'm aligned with my greatness. I will accept nothing less. Mm, I'll accept nothing less. You know what? You know what? My health is abundantly <laughs> multiplying. My health is abundantly multiplying. My wealth is abundantly multiplying. My wealth is abundantly multiplying. My freedom is abundantly multiplying. My freedom is abundantly multiplying. My peace is abundantly multiplying. <laughs> my peace is abundantly multiplying. <laughs> I am perfect. Perfectly made. I am perfectly made. To perfectly create. To perfectly create. And nothing is missing from my life. Nothing is missing from my life. Nothing is broken in my life. Nothing is broken in my life. I don't have love. I don't have love. I am love. I am love. I don't have a blessing. I don't have a blessing. I am blessed. I am blessed. I don't have prosperity. I don't have prosperity. I am prosperity. I am prosperity. I don't have joy. I don't have joy. I am joy. I am joy. I don't have happiness. I don't have happiness. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am. I am. Therefore, I am. Therefore, I am. You know, success is knowing who we are and whose we are. We are success, Maggie. We are abundant life. It is only made complicated by thinking otherwise. Yes. You know, William Shakespeare wrote in The Tempest, he said that we are such stuff as dreams are made on, mm. and our little lives are rounded with a sleep. <laughs> And it is that simple. And it is that simple. What an exciting podcast has been today. We definitely threw a lot of coal into our furnace today. <laughs> I'm totally fired up. Tiger meat. <laughs> yeah, make sure you go to stephencanyon.com. Um, because we're always posting new exciting things, uh, goings on and, and new downloads and just keep in touch with us there. And we are planning a KB workshop. It has not been announced yet, but just keep checking back for that. It's going to be on the website at some point soon. And maybe we'll see everyone down in St. Pete Beach, Florida for the Valentine's Eve extravaganza. If not in St. Pete, we'll see you somewhere. And <laughs> Happy New Year to all the KB creators yes. all around the world. And we're sending out much love and light to all of you. And thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.